Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode 97 of the Reinventure Me Podcast. Are you feeling down and discouraged? Well, it's not unusual, especially in the new year, and we're going to talk about how to rebound from it in this episode of Reinventure Me. Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me Podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Hi there. Welcome to episode 97 of the Reinventure Me Podcast. I'm Larry Gates, your co-host. With Armin Asadi. With Armin Asadi. Happy New Year, Armin. Happy New Year, sir. This is our first time in studio. In fact, we are recording this on New Year's Day. That's right. <laughs> because we didn't have anything else to do today, right? <laughs> yeah, we don't have the hungover days anymore, so we're good. <laughs> it also, it also kind of looks like we're just anxious to get going because this is the podcast for what's next in life. That's and right. I'm looking forward to 2016. Are you? I kind of. I mean, it's a, it's a rocky start. I'm not oh, gonna lie, yeah. But yeah, I am looking forward to I it. Know, I know. Got I a lot of stuff going on. We're going to get into that in this episode because yeah, yeah. there's a lot of stuff about this episode. But you'll find the show notes here for this episode at reinventure.me slash 97. And before we get into it, I want to just, you know, it, things are coming up so fast already. But we have mentioned in a, in a few of the prior episodes that I have the Bold Idea Workshop coming up now, next month in February That's in crazy. Minneapolis, Denver, and in the San Francisco East Bay area. So if you have decided that now 2016 might be the time where you want to form an idea, launch an idea, craft it, get it out there, maybe you don't even know what it is, mm-hmm. this is just a great time. I mean, we take a, a biblical approach to cultivating and creating and crafting ideas and trying right. to nurture what's inside of you. And we do this on a Friday night and Saturday, again, in Minneapolis, February, in Minneapolis, Denver, and San Francisco. And look for information at boldideaworks.com. And you have, I think, until January 9th to get the early registration discount. So that's the last I'm going to say about the early registration <laughs> discount. But, um, anyway, we have to tackle, I think, a difficult topic, one that's not a lot of fun to talk about. It's not the rah-rah, shish-kum-bob, you know, whatever. we got all the party confetti that has fallen to the floor, (laughs) and now you're going, now what, you know? And so we want to talk a little bit about discouragement today, and there are many, many people, myself, and I think you a little bit included, that are dealing with uh, discouragement. And so we want to talk about that. We want to lean into this. Let's understand what it's all about. Let's not hide from it. Let's acknowledge it. Let's deal with it, because that's the best way we can get healthy living. And that's what this podcast is about, is to embrace our next great beginning, right? It might not be fun, but it's a necessary one and allows you not to have to have an entirely discouraging year. There you you go. Start rocky, but end awesome. 
and awesome. That's yeah. what I'm hoping for. Yeah, or maybe less rocky. <laughs> yeah, either way, it's a win. <laughs> That's right. Well, we want to at least start with some inspiration, Armin, so lead that on. All right, sure. So this is from Neil A. Maxwell. He says, discouragement is not the absence of adequacy, but the absence of courage. Love that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know who he is, but that's a great quote. <laughs> you pulled a good one out anyway. <laughs> yeah, I love what he's saying there. Even when I read it, the reason I it, it inspired me a bit is that it helped me realize that sometimes the way that I respond to discouragement isn't all that bad because it makes me want to attack it rather than just let it own me and my mentality and my emotions and mm-hmm. my thoughts and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. That is kind of what it makes me, you know, like, oh, it's okay to attack it. It's okay to not let it own you. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's good. And that's what we want to do is we want to lean into this today. And I know that this is fresh for you mm-hmm. uh, as it is for me. Actually, I was sharing a little bit with Armin before the show and he's telling me a little bit about what he was going through. And we're like, wow, I guess we're, we're perfectly equipped to talk about this because <laughs> we're both maybe feeling a little bit discouraged, but you know, I, I guess over the last couple of weeks, I was feeling pretty melancholy, and um, I was I was noticing Armin as I was doing some Christmas shopping, even you know, trying mm-hmm. to get everything done before Christmas. But as I was out and about, when I would look at people, and you know, I like to people watch every once in a while because oh, you find sure. them all shapes and sizes and packages, and <laughs> and right? some of the most fun can just be people watching. Oh, totally. You know, and. I love to do that. I I'm, I don't make a habit of it and sit and watch people. But when I go somewhere, I, I like to try to pay attention to what's going on around me. Yeah. And I've noticed something a little bit different this year. It seems to me like so many people had either drawn faces or just they, they look like they could be easily persuaded to tell you their troubles if you only asked. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know if that was me projecting what I would do if I were asked, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and maybe I was just sensitive to it, but it just felt like, you know, behind every person is a story, and oftentimes there's a hard lesson in there, and there's a hard thing that people are struggling with, and I don't know if it's a disproportionate time, but I do think perhaps my own sense of feeling a little discouraged this season has, has caused that. But I think it's easy for people to get into that, especially when a new year comes along. Yeah. You know, you you look at back at the past year, yeah, and you wonder, did I make the kind of progress I wanted to make? Right. And when you're discouraged, you usually haven't. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And you know, you'll experience this in accelerating fashion. <laughs> but the older you get, yeah, the more the years go by faster, oh, it's and so you're true. so you become more aware of you know the fewer years that you have in front of you. Mm-hmm. And when you're younger, of course, the world is your oyster. You know, you've got yeah. all this possibility, and you know, yeah, <laughs> fifty feels like it's forever away. Absolutely, and you know, we've talked before that you know inside every old person is a young person person saying what the heck just happened you know so when, when <laughs> how did you, i get here yeah you know another 20 years you're gonna say wow did i did i really what did i do for the last 20 years right, right. yeah <laughs> and every year that cycle seems to be repeated because there's so much expectation built around a new beginning as a new year a new year is kind of like that new game of bowling you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't like the last game you get a new chance to right. try it, a new one and I'm just glad that, frankly, God's mercies are new every day. Mm. We don't have to wait for a year-end boundary right. to receive a new round of mercy, mm-hmm. you know? But we have so much cultural weight around the new year, 
representing a change. That's why, you know, there's so many new year's resolutions, why so many people are in the, <laughs> the, the fitness clubs and all that expectation can create this undertow of discouragement. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially if you felt like, wow, I put a lot into really starting off this year, 2015 with a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of energy and it didn't end up the way I wanted it to. And then you start wondering, should I have any enthusiasm going into the new year? Sure. You go, well, yeah, in some ways you start to think, can I trust myself? Because right. uh, I, I've written the same goal over and over and over again. And, yeah. and can I make it happen? And you can attend all the great goal planning things that you want. And there are many that are good out there that you can follow. And I have my own that I follow. But the fact of the matter is, regardless even in the midst of doing all the right stuff to pursue a goal, hmm. discouragement is unavoidable. It's true. There's going to come a time, if you're not feeling it right now, at some point in time in your year, you're going to you know, feel discouraged. Yep. doesn't matter who you are, how old you are, how young you are, what gender you are, what position you have, how much money you have. Right. It's, it, it's it, the only thing that's very unbiased sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Yep. And, you know, I had an amazing 2015 myself. I look back, I successfully transitioned to church from, you know, its former pastor to a new pastor coming <laughs> right. in. Yeah. I did that while I was running my management consulting company, while I was leading a national nonprofit, while I was leading my own nonprofit. All of that stuff was able to kind of keep in stride. Yeah. And for my clients, I successfully launched a few of their businesses this past year, you know, and I launched the strategic CEO program right. and I relaunched the Bullpath, my personal ministry right. uh, website and, and reframed that. And you're a part of that. Yeah. And then I also relaunched and rebranded the Dream Intensive Became Bold Idea Workshop. Right. So, I mean, just an amazing amount of work that got done this year and really a terrific 2015 sounds like it but even then you know I, I noticed for myself that somewhere around december 15th i started to go into a funk why well i think some of it was just fatigue oh okay. but i as i was been journaling about it and being reflective and trying to understand what's the root cause of it sure i realized that a lot of it was around expectation mm. because i knew around december 15th i would have most of the client work behind me and then I'd have these weeks between Christmas and New Year where I could get caught up on doing a lot of stuff <laughs> that I've wanted to do, some writing and some other things that have just been kind of boiling up inside that I wanted to burst out and get out. Yeah. And then Christmas week went by in a bl uh, blur huh. and nothing on my list got done, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then we get to this week, which is the week between Christmas and New Year, yeah. where the expectation was, okay, now I, at least I have this week and then, you know, a client project came up and some other stuff and I'm like, wow, I still, it's still there. Yeah. And, and then I start to doubt whether I'll ever be able to work on some of the stuff that I want to work on. Mm. And I found that it was that expectation that got me discouraged. Mm. In fact, I wrote down in my journal just yesterday, 15 things that if I had the time to do right now that I would want to get done, I just thought I'm going to list them. What are the mm. things that are creating this sense of longing to, to complete sure. that feels uncompleted inside of me. What yeah. is it that I'm, I'm grieving here? So yeah. I wrote down those 15 things wow. and you know what? That was very cathartic to be able to do that. It really helped me to grab a hold of that and say, okay, I can visually see what it is that is the thing that is the, the, the scope of my expectation that's not being met. 
that really helped. Yeah. I mean, just being able to visualize it, I guess it does help you. Because a lot of times you write, after you write things down, you realize that's ah, really not that big of a deal that I missed it anyway. <laughs> you just made a big deal out of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. I should probably actually do that because <laughs> I have not done that yet. <laughs> well, you're facing a little discouragement of your own this oh, season. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. We, we don't need to get into it. But yeah, I mean, it's a business thing. But yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But you, so you can identify with what we're talking about here with this, oh, uh, this deep sense of Yeah, I didn't like even looking sleep back. last night. I was so discouraged. Yeah. So it's not, it's not like I'm coming into this. All right, guys, I'm the expert on discouragement, ready to help. So I'm literally coming into this absolutely discouraged. You know, it's like, and it's bad discouragement. You know, it's like one of those situations where you're kind of like, if I don't wake up tomorrow or ever again, it's all good. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, you know that's I, deep. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like one of those situations. Oh, so, yeah. so like for me, even coming into this, it's not like me sitting here saying I can sympathize with someone that's discouraged. And I know I'm, I'm literally in your shoes, and whatever I talk about is something I'm either going to do, as in as soon as maybe tonight or right when we're done with this podcast, or sometime this week so i'm not going to suggest anything that i'm not going to do and then the things that you suggest are things i haven't even thought about yet so this is very real and very present for me so yeah i would say my present state is a little bit of recovering from my most recent discouragement but i know that i could probably get <laughs> sucked back into a yeah a down time again but i wouldn't say it's chronic and this is a good distinction to make i mean because there are uh, listeners perhaps who are feeling chronically discouraged and maybe depressed, in which case, right. you know, Very you different. probably need to get some professional help yeah. rather yeah. than the, than the stuff that we're going to say. Yeah. Although we hope that we can encourage you and we hope that by at least talking about the very real aspect of emotional discouragement here and some of the things that that might mean that you can find solace in that and, and also maybe some hope that it's not going to last forever, but you might need to actually get some outside help. And that's what we would suggest as well. If you're in a, a place of deep, deep discouragement. So what we're really talking about is, is those that are born really about circumstantial evaluation. You know, mm -hmm. so when we see some things that are going on in our lives that aren't quite going the way that we like. Sure. And we just end up feeling discouraged about it. Yeah. Well, I think it would be helpful to talk about some truths that we need to remember when we're discouraged. And, you know, I just outlined five that I find for myself and as I was going through it, that it was helpful for me just to remember as I was even processing it in these past few weeks about what, I, what is it that's knocking me off here? Mm. It was helpful to know them. So where, where, do you, where would you start with this? Well, I think the first thing is, and some of this is going to be obvious to our listeners. I mean, all, all of these things, are, there's nothing like there's a new insight here, but right. I think sometimes it's just helpful as a reminder because... I've had those times where, you know, maybe you're feeling this way right now, Armin, but deep discouragement for me was like, you know, you mentioned not waking up okay, it would be okay. And I do remember those times when I would just like be so tired, I would just sleep. And then all I wanted to do was just spend time in bed, just, right. just to sleep, you know, because right. it's like, I, I don't know where to begin or what to do to deal with the discouragement that yeah, I, it's I was facing. It yeah. is overwhelming. Yeah. And it, in that in itself is taxing, it's fatiguing, and that compounds the problem, mm -hmm. you know? So the first truth that it's helpful, I think, to remember when we're in discouragement is that it's natural because we're emotional human beings. Mm -hmm. We should not ever feel like we can be immune from it, and you should never feel like you're alone in it because it's... It is something that everybody wrestles with and will sure. wrestle with at some point in time. And it's as emotional human beings, we react and respond to our circumstances. And guess what? Circumstances don't always go our way. Yeah. 
it, it isn't the world does not revolve around us. It's not King Ermine or King Larry, you know, yeah. that everything is going to come to our bidding yeah, right. and it's just going to be unfair. And Jesus himself said in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Hmm. And that is a key thing to remember. I mean, he's basically saying you live, you're going to have trouble, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, life is hard. Then you die. (laughs) And maybe that's not much encouragement to you, but I think sometimes when you're discouraged and you see everybody's Facebook posts that are all happy and presenting a well, a successful life, which is a bunch of crap. Yeah. You know, the thing is, is that our culture projects success. It doesn't project failure. No, no one flaunts their failures. No one flaunts their weakness. Yeah. When you're discouraged, you're very much in tune with your weakness. Mm -hmm. When you feel that way and you're very much in tune with your weakness, really the last thing you want to be exposed to (laughs) is that a parade of success right. because it only re- amplifies the dissonance. It makes you feel like you're alone mm-hmm. and you're the only one that's screwed up. Right. And that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. The truth is discouragement's natural. And the second truth is, and this is the beauty of it, it's temporary. Yeah. I think that's one of the most important truths for me is that every time I get into a season of discouragement, I don't know what it is. It's like a logic literally gets shot out of your mind. Oh, yeah. And emotion takes over. And all of a sudden, you you have the logic of a four-year-old, you know? (laughs) And it's like this discouragement all of a sudden becomes this eternal season that you're never... You know, it's like this permanent winter that's never going... You just entered Antarctica, you know? And it's just like... Right, right. But at some point, when you can at least step back and look at it, and it's like, all right calm down. This is not an eternal season. It's not, you know, you've been here before you'll be here again. That's right. It is temporary. That's right. Calm down. Yeah. And I think there's a reason why God had the Israelites place markers on blessed events, Mm -hmm. you know, so that you could look back at the times where there was a season of rejoicing and a season of blessing when you feel like all of that's been ripped from you, you know, but it is temporary. And, and the thing is, is circumstances change and, and, and you do too. And the key is how do we grow in our resilience to circumstances? You know, we like to think that we can, we can be okay whether things are good or bad. But the fact of the matter is that's an area that we're all growing in and trying to get better at. And how do we become better at handling it when circumstances don't go our way? Sure, yeah. The problem is, is that for most of us, I mean, I think we grow up with this almost innate, is that we think our circumstances indicate something of our value. When things go well, we feel well, good about ourselves. When things don't go well, we think that that reflects on us. Yeah. In some ways, that's shame-based thinking because we think we're defective and that somehow we have this autonomous control over all the things that happen around us. Right. We like people to like us. Yep. You know, we might hear from someone, they tell it, they give us a bad word, they tell us something that we don't want to hear about ourselves. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's in a mean sense. It's untrue. Mm-hmm. You know, in any case, it it's something that we hear, we take in, and we don't like, and and we feel discouraged by it. Sure, yeah. But we don't ever actually sit there and process the truth that that is a volitional being to whom we had no control over what they said, mm. and they may have said something out of their own issues right? Their own hurt, their own wound. Mm. And so those are the things that can hurt us and cause us deep discouragement when we realize and step back for a minute and say, 
how many of the things that are discouraging me right now are because of things that I can control? Hmm. And when you look at it, you realize there's very little oftentimes that is our actual control. Right. And so that's how we need to become, uh, you know, resilient to circumstances, although it's a growth process and it's, there's, you know, there's no one-on-one correlation, right? There's sure. not every good effort. You could spend as much energy as you wanted in 2015 on your business, for instance, yeah. right? And not every good effort is going to produce the kind of outcome of fruit that you might be looking for because yeah. you can't control all the all the variables. Oh, especially in a startup. Most oh, don't. of course. Yeah, most of them don't. Most know. of them don't. It's, and it's oftentimes very... it's right outside your control. Yep. Right. And I told you about that startup that, that I was familiar with that, was trying to get a close on a round of funding the very day the World Trade Center went down and the <laughs> equity fund was in the World Trade Center. Right. That whole startup crashed. They yeah. no longer exist. Yeah. Now, I mean, that's discouraging. And I've got to <laughs> believe the people that were involved in that were very discouraged. But was that anything they could control? No. No. Outside of their hands. It's outside of their hands. Yeah. But still, I mean, it's... Uh... <laughs> That hurts. It hurts. It yeah. hurts big time. So I, 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 I think it's almost, I don't know what's worse when you feel like it was completely out of your control or when you feel like you could have controlled it. I don't, I, I still don't know which one is worse yet. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever, whatever that thing might be that causes your discouragement. Like right now, I, I, I'd like <laughs> to, uh, you, you like more control, right? You'd I, like to be able to say, I'd like to be able to push the buttons, at least be yeah. responsible for my own demise. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, right now, I wouldn't say that because I kind of feel responsible for it. So I don't. I... <laughs> well, and, and and the truth is, is there's usually a mix, but yeah. oftentimes there's often more that is outside of your control mm-hmm. that lends to your discouragement. At least that's what I found, and sometimes yeah. that's helpful just to know that. Yeah. The third truth that I think is helpful for me, and a hard one really for me to really just separate, and it seems a little bit nuanced, but I often think that when I'm discouraged, that I need to fix my discouragement. Mm. And that isn't the thing that needs to get fixed. What needs to get fixed is the understanding what that's leading to. Discouragement's like the dashboard indicator going off saying the check engine light saying there's something wrong inside. Take a look. Because gaining courage comes from understanding something about the reason for your discouragement. Hmm. Discouragement itself isn't the problem. Discouragement's the pointer that something underneath is going on. Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because a lot of times you do just want to say, "How do I? How do I deal with the discouragement rather than deal with the problem that mm-hmm. causes discouragement?" Yeah. Yeah, which basically just makes you sit around and mope. Yeah. Because <laughs> you think it only, only time will help. Yeah. <laughs> and you really have to take the time, get self-reflective, and try to understand what some of those things are that we're contributing to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, I under, I need to understand. I was legitimately fatigued from really pushing hard hmm. over the last couple of months. And I got to this point where it was almost like, okay, I got the letdown now that I can relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's like my body was catching up with me and it's just legitimately fatigued. Yeah. And then I still had in my time of fatigue, all these expectations of being able to do stuff. <laughs> of course. And I wasn't able. So it was almost like this perfect storm. Yeah. You know? And that was, that was what was contributing to that. As soon as I understood it, it was helpful for me in evaluating my discouragement. Hmm. But the key wasn't try to fix discouragement. The key was try to understand what was leading to it. That's a good point. I, yeah, I mean, it, even hearing you say that, I, I, I start 
being a bit more introspective about my situation. And even though I, I know what you're saying is right and that's what I do need to do. But I, I still, as soon as I walk away from this conversation and I'm in my own head, the first thing I'll do is the opposite of what you're suggesting. It's the weirdest thing. Cause you try to fix the discouragement. Yeah, part. absolutely. Yeah. Or like numb myself from the discouragement, yeah. right? It's sometimes not even fix it. It's just pretend like it's not there or numb it or, I don't know, whatever. whatever. Well, ironically, a little bit later in the show, I'm gonna, we're going to talk about some pick-me-ups. Yeah. <laughs> because I think actually, even though discouragement itself is not the problem, sometimes you need kind of a quick boost sure, yeah. in order for you to get a handle on what the underlying problem is. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I'm excited yeah, yeah. for that. <laughs> well, so let me take this a step further. If discouragement is not the problem, what is it? Yeah. And and I said it's a pointer to something. And what it's a really a pointer to, if you want to peel it back, I think it's a pointer to a loss. Oh, absolutely. It's all, you're you always losing something. something. That's yeah. right. It's a grieving a loss. It yeah. Is. I totally agree with yeah, that. Yeah. It's where I'm at. Yeah. So and and losses really are a part of life. Or and, a perceived loss. Sorry, or I mean, yeah, it's right. I haven't even lost it yet. Correct. It's, it's the idea that an idea of a the loss. loss is coming. Yes. But I don't even know if it's for sure. Oh yet, yeah, you can you can grieve things virtually or yeah, in advance. Absolutely. You know? My <laughs> dog is already dead right now. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you're still alive. <laughs> right. 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 And and loss is a part of suffering. You know, and that's part yeah. of the human condition. And it is again a natural thing. And and the question really is, how do we expel the loss? How do we purge ourselves of the of the loss? How do we grieve through it? You know, and it sounds trite. I think you best purge loss by practicing gratitude. Hmm. And we talked about that in one of the earlier episodes. You know, but the Bible says over and over again to rejoice in our sufferings. And I don't think it's necessarily saying that the suffering itself is something that we are to take pleasure in. Sure, I think yeah. it's saying that when we rejoice while we are suffering, yeah, that we get healing, yeah, that it helps expel the loss. And it's a hard practice mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do that. And what's even harder when you're discouraged, and this is, this is really kind of taking the, taking the bar a little bit more difficult, but that you want a real challenge here is to find a way to rejoice with somebody else who rejoices, Hmm. you know? So when, when somebody is truly rejoicing over success they've had and you're feeling discouraged, the intentional practice of expressing gratitude for what they've received is huge and really hard to do because we tend to believe in the zero sum game. If somebody else is winning, we are losing. Yeah. And that isn't anywhere near truth. No. In fact, the truth is, is when we can practice gratitude for even somebody else's win, we win. So true. Because it transforms our thinking. Yeah. And it reminds us that it's not permanent. It's not there. And there have been many blessings that each of us have received along the way. Yeah. Another thing I like about the whole concept of that biblical concept of rejoicing in the suffering is for me, at least, it's this reminder that I always forget. It's so weird. Again, it's like your logic goes out the window when you're discouraged. But every time you deal with the big problem that is causing your discouragement, you instantly have this belief that somehow your problem is bigger than God, right? Mm-hmm. And that right. there's nothing that can solve this problem. There's nothing I can right, do. Right. There's nothing my that's, friends can that's do. That's the loss. Right? You, you, there's nothing you can do. Absolutely. But it, it. But even a verse like that that you brought up, it's just that good reminder that, hey, God is actually bigger than your problem and not vice versa. And that's number five. It's overcome by confidence. Confidence in God, not in yourself. Right. 
you know, and yeah. how many times, I mean, do we get to the situation where we get to the end of what we think we can do with something? And you, you maybe even heard it said, well, all I can do now is pray. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that ought to be the first thing we do. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not the last thing. It's not the last resort. Yeah. But when we get to it and we say, what do we want to put our confidence in? Because discouragement is overcome by confidence. And when Jesus said, take heart, I've overcome the world. The word heart is the word courage. So it's saying, be encouraged because I have overcome the world. And so our confidence can be in him, not in what we are, but in whose we are. And when we know that, and we know that he loves us and he, and we can rely on that love, as it says in first John four sixteen, then there's nothing that can keep us from being as confident as we can. And right. we don't know what that outcome is going to look like. Yeah. Right. But we can have confidence in whose we are. And that's when, when we're discouraged, we need to be reminded of that truth in ways that we almost can't conjure ourselves. And sure. I, you, you mentioned this before the show in your own discouragement, how you've been reaching out to your friends to, to just share that with. Right. Yeah. And I think we need other people to remind us of God's presence and his, and, and to have confidence in that. Yes. Because when we can see how God is delivering others, we have hope for how he delivers us as well. Yeah. And to your point that you were just making of how people say, well, all I can do now is pray. Mm-hmm. I remember making a statement like that and a pastor that I was speaking to, he said, he said the same thing you're kind of saying. And he said, you know, <laughs> you should probably never stop being in prayer. He said, maybe uh, you, you should start there, mm-hmm. you know? And then he made this very, very <laughs> impactful point. He said this, he said, I mean, a man who always stays on his hands and knees in prayer can't fall a very long distance. Oh, that's good. Yeah. He says, so if you stay there, no matter what you deal with, yeah. the fall is really short. <laughs> the fall is short. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> let's see if I actually, it's really good, but let's see if I actually follow that. <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're getting close to the end of our time, but let's just talk about a few quick pick-me-ups sure, that, yeah. that whenever you're feeling discouraged. And the idea of a quick pick-me-up is really just to kind of give you something that gives you some immediate results. It's not a cure. It's just something to get you a little bit more stabilized so that you can take the next step and you can deal with some of this. You know, it may take a long time. Yeah. And I just brainstormed a bunch that have been helpful for me and Armin, throw in whatever you've found to be helpful too. But just sometimes just taking a shower, you know, and just, (laughs) I'm saying just let the warm water run all over you and and somehow it just can refresh you and relieve you and and I, it's been helpful for me. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I come up with the best ideas just while the water is flowing over me. Right. And that can give me some encouragement, even if I might feel down. I, I might feel like, oh, you know, there's some hope here. I came up with, with an idea. Listening to uplifting music. Sure, yeah. And I shared one with you earlier today. I, I love the Hillsong song, My Healer. Yeah. And we'll have a link in the show notes. But it's just a, it, it's just one of those songs that when I get discouraged, yeah. I just listen to that and I just let myself go in it. And mm-hmm. and it really, it really helps remind me of that earlier truth that it's whose I am, not what I am. It's not about my inadequacy at all. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's great. Go to a worship service. I found when I was discouraged the last couple of weeks yeah. here, just hanging out, I didn't want the worship service to end. I just wanted to just keep going <laughs> because I like, I mean, I was just there. Yeah. It was just like, okay. Yeah, a great escape and a great just time for me rejoicing. Really, yeah. Writing a thank you note, 
And just expressing that gratitude, taking mm-hmm. that practice to express gratitude for somebody else can help you get you out of your own discouragement. Yep. You know, it's so funny how well that actually works, but nobody believes that it works. Yeah. But you take a lot for granted, including the people in your life. And when you write a thank you note, it's going to a person, not a thing, right? And when you take things for granted, you stop the moment you have a big loss or whatever is causing your discouragement and writing a thank you note can really help you realize oh yeah it really can there's some good people in your life that are standing by your side that you just happen to forget about sometimes because you get so busy yeah and a micro version of this is send them a text message yep. you know if you don't want, want to write a thank you note think about somebody you can just text today and give them a kind word and Agreed. that's great and take a walk get some exercise anything that you can do to kind of refire the brain and get mm-hmm. it get it going sometimes the cylinders just get clogged because we right. just become lethargic yeah. Just some going out for a walk, getting an exercise endorphins. can be great. Yeah. Exactly. What you talked about earlier, I mean, talk to a friend, talk yeah. it out with a friend, especially friends who are not going to baby you or nurture you, but are going to listen to you, right. maybe give you some helpful things to think about yeah. and, you know, pray with you and do whatever. But those are great. Yeah. I think resources. that's crucial just because so many people spend, when you get discouraged, you go recluse, yep. right? That's what I do. I always go recluse for the one or two days, but the first, I've realized the immediate action I have to take, text. Uh, but I have to know who I'm going to reach out to. It's typically not someone like my wife who's very emotional herself yep. and can be very cuddly. And it's like, I don't need that. Yep. You know, I need something more direct and real yep. and whatever. So, yep. yeah, I think that's my big go-to for sure. Yeah. Here's one that I've, I've found really helps me. Start something I've been putting off. Uh, I always have something I'm procrastinating on, sure, it seems, yeah, right? yeah. And, and if I can just muster up enough energy to do a little bit of it, I can feel really good even if something else separately is discouraging me because now I finally made progress on something that has been daunting me for a while. And yeah. so it gives you that sense of a little bit of control that says, okay, when things I can't control outside my circumstances are bad, yeah. at least I have this little area of something that I thought was hard but I've made some progress and I can rejoice in that and feel good about that. Yeah, right on. And then the last thing I'll share is do an act of kindness for another. <laughs> when I was in my discouragement here the last couple of weeks, I went to go get my hair cut. Yeah. And it was just after Christmas. And so I saw this stylist and we got to talking. I asked how her, her Christmas was and she, <laughs> she really just unloaded with how bad it was. She was <laughs> alone, the person that she wanted to show up. At her place, her friend never came over. Uh, they had problems with her her brother in terms of gifts. And I mean, she, she just went on and on. And I would just ask her questions and continue to, you know, I wasn't trying to, I didn't offer any advice. She just was like opening up a well and she sure. just kind of, you know, all over me. <laughs> Which is kind of weird because I was the customer, you know, it was kind of. <laughs> yeah, she's supposed to but, do that with you. <laughs> but I, yeah, I kind of I felt like. Wow. All right. This is a lot more than I bargained for when I came in here for a haircut. But as I was going to pay, you know, I signed the credit card receipt and I noticed that in my pocket, I had some cash from a gift that had been given to me. You know, it wasn't a lot. It was like 25 bucks, but it was sitting in my, sitting in my pocket and I had it there and I thought she needs this more than I do, (laughs) you know? So I just, I just left it with her. I said, this is for you. Merry Christmas. And she didn't, she just stuck it in her pocket. She didn't know what it was. But as I turned around, I realized I saw her, she opened up her pocket and looked and she was like surprised at how much, <laughs> I, how much it was. Cause it was yeah. like three times cost the haircut, you know? <laughs> but it, it felt good for me 
to yeah. release something that was given to me even, but it felt good for me to release something to someone else, even though I'll probably I'll likely never see her again. There was no, you know, reciprocation or anything. And there was no expectation of that it was just let it go. And it helped me just go, okay, I did something yeah. for somebody who probably needs it more than I do. Hmm. Uh, yeah, at least it makes you feel good. About, it made me feel good. Yeah, something that takes you out of it encourages you to help someone. Yeah, so that that was like paying her twenty five bucks to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. That was worth it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like I, it, she didn't. I didn't you feel invested. better because of what she said. Yeah, it was only because of what I did. It's an investment into your encouragement. It, it was. It was investment in my own encouragement. <laughs> exactly. I love that. And I and it did help. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say this. I think I. I have friends that are Muslims. I have friends that are atheists, agnostic. And I know this is super cliche to say that in a time of discouragement to turn to God and whatever that looks like for you, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll say this. Discouragement has sometimes been the greatest gift people have ever had because it took the greatest discouragement of their life for them to step into a church for the first time. Mm. It took great discouragement for them to step mm. into a genuine moment of pouring their heart out to a God that they're not sure that exists. Right. You know, and I can keep going on and on and on and on, but back to that point where if discouragement is the thing that's bringing you to God, discouragement could probably be the greatest thing that's ever happened to you. And Mm -hmm. whatever that's leading you to this discouragement, if it's bringing you to God and that there's been a disconnect between you and God, or has never been a relationship between you and God you're about to have access to the greatest gift that you could ever have. And this is from someone who did not know God, you know, six, seven years ago. So for me to say, this isn't like I I grew up a missionary kid and bounced from church to church talking about how big God is. I'm, I, I met God, you know? So for me to say this, I'm just saying that if this is, this discouraging season is bringing you to God, it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to and you. that would be the best gift you could have and mm-hmm. the best way to start 2016 right ah, awesome yeah i love that well let's wrap up with a challenge me well I, I think it's easy so for me the challenge i've taken up every time i've been discouraged is to do one of those quick pick-me-ups for me it's go to a friend right mm-hmm. uh, my, my accountability group so our challenge to you is just whatever one of those quick pick-me-ups spoke to you take it do it implement it and use that as a way for you to attack or overcome your discouragement that you're in right now, even if it's just something as simple as prayer. All right. Well, that's good. And you know, this is an extra long episode, I guess this week, but probably worth it because this is a difficult topic. And and we hope that you found something uh, here to give you a little courage and to encourage you as well. If you're feeling uh, a bout of discouragement and perhaps you're not and perhaps you're just a faithful listener to this show and uh, this might be helpful for you at some point in time but it isn't right now but my guess is you have a friend who is facing discouragement right now that might be able to be benefited from this show would you share it with them would mm-hmm. you just pass this along to them and let them know about this episode perhaps it'll be of encouragement for them but we'd love to get your comments on this show at reinventure.me slash nine seven and of course we love to get your comments live even on our voicemail live on our voicemail at 612-314-5447 and of course at any time subscribe or receive our show notes at reinventure.me this is larry gates and armina Sadi saying happy new year 2016 and we look forward to talking to you next week you've been listening to the reinventure me podcast 
with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. <laughs> 